And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, what wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Bow your heads. Lord, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercy. Thank you for this opportunity to be in your presence another time. Standing, Lord, in a need. We're standing in the need of a word. And so we ask thee, Lord, as we gather together today, that you speak to our hearts in a profound way. Lord, let your anointing have its way in this house. I pray, Lord, that no flesh will glory in your presence. I pray that you'll hide me behind the cross where no flesh can glory. Lord, speak to me and speak through me so that your people will be encouraged, they'll be challenged, and they will be strengthened. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Happy am I to be in the house of the Lord on today. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Greetings to Bishop Everton Thomas in his absence. God bless him. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus to Elder Mark and the other ministers who are here present and those who are absent. God bless you. To all the workers here at Slipe Road, God bless you. To the praise team, to the musicians, to the ushers, to those in the technical area, God bless you too. All of you, 500 of you sitting in front of me this morning, God bless you. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Praise God. Greetings to Brother Devroy and Brother Dexter. God bless you both in the name of the Lord Jesus. Today I want to speak to you as the Lord would have me to from a little thought that he has impressed in my heart. I've got a vision for more. I've got a vision for more. I've got a vision for more. The story of blind Bartimaeus occurs in the Gospel of Mark and concerns the healing of a blind beggar called Bartimaeus, who is the son of Timaeus. There is a parallel account of this story also found in the Gospel of Matthew. But Mark focuses particularly on blind Bartimaeus because his audience would be more familiar with Bartimaeus. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. And so... Jesus, on his way out of Jericho, was surrounded by a huge crowd. But in the midst of that huge crowd, he saw 
a beggar on the wayside. His name was Bartimaeus and he called out to Jesus to be healed. Understand then brothers and sisters that the events that followed are profound in nature and it sheds light on God's response to faith. God's response to faith and prayer. Brothers and sisters, as Jesus was walking past, he heard Bartimaeus crying. Bartimaeus could not see who was passing because he was blind, but he heard that Jesus was passing, brothers and sisters, and he called out to him. There were some people who wanted to prevent Bartimaeus from getting to Jesus or from getting Jesus' attention. But the more they tried to prevent him from calling out was the more persistent his call became. Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to understand that faith in the will of God is responsive. Yes, faith in the will of God is responsive. Can I tell you then that if you have faith in the will of God, God is going to respond to that faith. Understand then, beloved, uh, Bartimaeus was sitting at a place where many religious leaders passed, where many individuals who had poverty and blindness or bad circumstances pass, yes? But Jesus, brothers and sisters, was particular because understand now that who was passing was not any regular person. It was Jesus now who was passing this way, yes? It's Jesus who is a God who cares for the poor and brokenhearted. Psalm 36 and 34 and 6 tells us uh, that the poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. When we get to verse 18 of Psalm 34, the Bible said, the Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and he saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Jesus then asked a question to the blind man that he is still asking today and that is the focus of my message to you today. Jesus asked the blind man, what do you want me to do for you? Yes. If we look then at Bartimaeus' response versus the blind man at the gate, beautiful response, you see two different responses. Yes, the man at the gate, beautiful, he wanted silver and gold. And so Peter and John had to say, to him silver and gold have I none but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ rise up and walk but blind Bartimaeus he wanted something that somebody else couldn't give him I feel like I'm going to preach to somebody today it is important then brothers and sisters that we respond to this question in a very 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 profound way because our response to this question will determine whether or not we still be in this position after Jesus leaves. I want to ask somebody today, if Jesus asks you, what will you want me to do for you? What would your response be? Understand, brothers and sisters, that the man at the gate, beautiful, he needed her. Oh, what would have him come back 
to the same place tomorrow. But blind Bartimaeus said, I need something that won't take me back here tomorrow. I need more. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Somebody, you need to understand that what God wants you to do is to ask him to deliver you. Too many of us, we are asking God for something that takes us back to the same place tomorrow. I'm tired of coming back to the same place. I need something that will take me from here so that when I look back, I can say when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he has done for me, my soul cries out. Hallelujah. Understand then, brothers and sisters, what the blind man wanted was complete deliverance. He wanted deliverance so he could leave his impediment behind. Too many of us, we are walking with our impediments, with our impairments, when Jesus wants to take it from us. What do you want me to do for you? The beggar could have asked brothers and sisters for money. He could have asked for food. But his faith was bigger than that. His faith was bigger than that. He said, Rabbi, which in a translation means master, I want to see. The blind man had a desire, so he ran to Jesus with his desire. Too many of us, we are running to self-help professionals. And don't get me wrong, they are good. If you need to go there, go there. But you have a desire that the self-help professionals can't get you out of. You got a desire that you need to run to Jesus with. Hallelujah, brothers and sisters. The blind man in his petition, he didn't list his good works. He didn't list his resume. He simply stated his desire. I'm here to tell you that when Jesus asks you the question, he doesn't need a resume. All he needs is what you desire from him. Too many of us, we we are so hung up on what we have done so that when Jesus is asking us what you want me to do for you now we go back into the past to tell Jesus what we used to do and who we used to. Jesus is tired of that. He wants to know what do you want from me now. He wants to know that you are ready to come out of what you are in. I'm here to tell you brothers and sisters that he simply expressed his desire and trusting that Jesus was willing and able to fulfill it. Jesus said unto him, go thy way. Your faith has healed you. Understand then that the blind man recovered his sight and followed Jesus. Understand then by saying that your faith makes you well. Jesus is here emphasizing the necessity of faith. Understand, brothers and sisters, the blind man had a kind of faith that moves God. It's persistent faith. It's a faith that says, Lord, I know that you are able. And you said, if I earnestly seek you, then you will respond. 
respond to my seeking brothers and sisters. Bartimaeus then showed us profoundly that sight or sensory perception does not recognize God for who he is. You then need to have a vision of God that is engendered by faith. The man though he was blind he had a vision of Jesus a revelation of Jesus hallelujah it is critical then brothers and sisters that we understand that you can be physically blind but still have vision and that's what makes the difference I feel like preaching to somebody now you can be physically blind but still have vision can I talk to you in here you can be crippled by circumstance but have a vision of where you are going after you get out of this I'm here to tell the 500 are you sitting in here I'm preaching to you and your brother your brother is not here but I'm preaching to you and your brother I'm preaching to you and your mother your father your sister it's time for you to ask God for more I feel the Holy Ghost ah, Lord have mercy can I preach like I feel it in here a little bit understand then brothers and sisters that Bartimaeus's faith is not about reciting something or making a correct confession understand then that Bartimaeus's faith is an unrelenting conviction that Jesus can and he will rescue him in the time of need so we see this faith in what Bartimaeus does first he had to grasp who Jesus is can I tell you that if you are going to move from where you are to where you want to be you must first grasp who Jesus is I'm going to take my time through here we get excited and then we go home the blind man got a revelation that all those who had sight couldn't get when he saw Jesus he said Jesus thou son of David that statement is critical to Jesus's mission what Bartimaeus was saying right there and then was that he came through the lineage of David and he is indeed the promised Messiah, the king who was to come. So the blind man saw a vision of Jesus. I'm here to tell you that it doesn't matter what your circumstance is. All you need to do is to get a vision of Jesus. Bartimaeus then in his statement indicates that Jesus is he who would heal he who would deliver understand then brothers and sisters that as the story progresses we discover then that 
Bartimaeus discerns that Jesus is the only one who can heal and have mercy. I want to challenge you this morning. Don't allow your challenges. Don't allow your impairments. Don't allow your struggles and difficulties to impair your view of Jesus. Don't allow what you're going through to impair your view of Jesus. Secondly then, Bartimaeus was persistent despite his hindrances. Understand then that faith doesn't come easy. It's okay to talk about faith when you're not going through anything that requires faith. But the moment you're going through something that requires faith, you realize that faith isn't as easy as it sounds. And so, so Bartimaeus then had to surmount his obstacles in order to obtain what he sought after God for. Oh Lord have mercy. The crowd rebuked him and demanded that he be silent. Yes brothers and sisters the crowd saw Bartimaeus as a reject, a relic of society. They saw him as a beggar and so he was down. The echelon of society. He was down, way down. And so he should not be seen. He should not be heard. Is there anybody in here who feels like that sometimes? Who people know where you come from. People know what you've been through or what you're going through. And so when you're trying to get Jesus' attention, they're trying to keep you quiet. But I'm here to tell you, don't let any opposition, don't let any of your haters try to silence him. You got to get Jesus' attention comes what me. I'm here to tell you then that some people will shut you down. Guess why? Because they don't want you to broaden your horizon. They don't want you to enlarge your territory. They want to keep the borders on you. And so they realize if I allow him to get Jesus' attention, then he's going to expand and I can't allow that. I hear the purr of Jabez in here this morning. Oh Lord, oh that thou wouldest bless me. Bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. I'm tired of living on squatters settlement. I'm not ready for my property. I'm ready for my expansion. I'm ready for my promotion. I'm ready for my deliverance. I'm ready for my salvation. I'm here to tell you then brothers and sisters, it's time for you to break the stereotype and reach for more. Tear the labels that they're placed on you off and reach for more. I'm getting somewhere now. Brothers and sisters, Bartimaeus had a vision for more. So he did not allow his opposers, he did not allow his accusers to prevent him from being persistent. The more they said, shut your mouth, was the more he yelled, Jesus, have mercy on me. Persistent faith must get a response. Understand then, the third thing is that Bartimaeus expected a transformation. Can I tell you then that we
without expectancy, you won't receive from God. Yeah. So, Bartimaeus called to Jesus. And he got Jesus' attention. And Jesus told those who were trying to keep him quiet to bring him come. Feel like telling somebody God is about to use your enemy to bring you to him. Oh, you, you don't get me. God is about to bring your oppressors, your accusers. Oh, God, he's about to use them to get you to the place that he wants you. And so, when Bartimaeus got to Jesus, he tossed aside his cloak. And we're going to get to the cloak in a minute. But he tossed aside his cloak. Because he obviously expected to regain his sight. For a blind beggar would not throw off their coat without expectation. Without expecting to receive their sight. He obviously expected his status to change. You came in here this morning with an expectancy. And I'm here to tell you before you leave, your status is going to change. His health problems, his economic problems were solved. I don't know what you are struggling with today. I don't know what your problems are. But I want to challenge you that there is a change that's coming your way. When Bartimaeus cast off his cloak, yes, brothers and sisters, he's simply saying, I'm casting aside that which they used to stereotype me because I'm going after more. I'm going to preach like I feel it in here because too many of us, we have allowed people to put limits on us and we have put limits on ourselves and so even in what we ask God for we limit him because of our limited perception of ourselves. I'm here to tell you brothers and sisters that the fourth thing is that Bartimaeus asked for the right thing. When Jesus asked what do you want from me? Bartimaeus said I want to see again. Is there anybody in here who is saying Jesus I want to laugh again. I want to love again. I want to dance again. I want to be restored again. I want to be revived again. Is there anybody in here who is tired of depending on somebody? Is there anybody in here you're tired of being dependent on those around you? I need my sight because it's only when I get my sight that I'll be able to move from here to there. I came by here to tell you that the Lord is asking you this morning, what do you want me to do for you? Are you going to still tell him, Lord, I just need food for today. The devil is a liar. Lord, you said the cattle on a thousand hill belongs to you. You said the world is yours. You said you can do exceedingly, abundantly, above that which we could ever ask or think of you. So God, I'm taking the limits off. I want more. I want more than a night's dinner. I want more. I want more than being able to pay JPS and flow. I want more. I want more than living from hand to mouth. 
My time is almost up. Let me dig in. Let me dig in. Bartimius, Brother Dexter, sought no special privileges. That's why some of us are at the place we are and continue to be. Because we want special privileges. Lord, I don't need any special privilege. I just need what's in your plan for me. I don't need to be looking better than Devroy or Dexter or whoever else. I just need what you have for me. Because what you have for me is enough for me. I'm not competing with anyone, so I don't need any special privileges. I just need the more that you have for me. I don't want you to take from Dexter's portion to give to me. No, Lord, I just want what you have for me. Understand, the man didn't ask for power. Some of us, we are hung up on power because we want to show dominance. Let's not get hung up on dominance and power. Let's just ask God, Lord, whatever is for me, just give it to me. Understand then that many of us, we are living in the mold of stereotypes. And I'm going to preach right here because some of us, because we are apostolic, many of us have been taught to believe that since we are apostolics, we must be in a box. We have been socialized to think limits. We have been socialized to think borders. And when I talk about limits and borders, I'm not talking about anything that, that, that will take you outside of the limits of the, the principles that govern your Christianity. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the impact, the influence. I'm talking about uh, the kinds of lives we can live here on earth. Why do we think uh, that we must live below everybody else when we say we serve a God who is, who who is and who is and who I'm tired of seeing apostolics only occupying menial positions and being spoken down to by people. It's time for apostolics to take front and center. Yes, it's time for apostolics to be policy makers. It's time for apostolics to be deal breakers. It's time for apostolics to be a part of the fabric that makes this country what it should be. But no, apostolics, we must live from hand to mouth. We must always be taking the bus to church because apostolics mustn't drive. And even if you drive, you must drive one car away to go broke down 15 times before you reach home because you mustn't drive a nice car, you mustn't live in a nice house, you mustn't have a nice job. Oh, apostolics, we need to break some stereotypes that we've had all this time. Stereotypes that say we must fit into the mold that people decide for us. I don't need anybody to decide what mold I'm to fit in. Let 
God decide the mold that I'm to fit in because guess what? Huh? If you decide the mold that I'm to fit in, it's automatically going to be a mold that is limited because you are limited in your perspective of yourself. So you're going to be limiting your perspective of me. I don't need to fit in your mold, uh, brothers and sisters. And so because of our limited perception of ourselves and the world, we have put God in a box and so even our pearls uh, have become pearls that are filled with limits uh, that are filled with oh Lord, uh, oh Lord just give me what I need for today I'm tired uh, of living like that brothers and sisters uh, many of us uh, we are living below our giftings we are living below our abilities we are living below uh, our talents because uh, of where we were born of the Oh God, because of our circumstances, because of our mistakes, because of the communities from where we come. Yes, brothers and sisters, people have placed so much limit on us that we are unable to live victorious Christian lives. We can't see ourselves moving from this place because we are so blind that we ask, Lord, just let somebody come and give me something for today. And I remain blind. I don't need that. Lord, I need my sight so that I can give to those who have been giving to me all this time. Lord, I need my sight so that I can move into my destiny. Lord, I need my sight so that I can move into purpose. Understand then, brothers and sisters, I'm here to challenge you. Don't allow your impairment to limit your vision for more understand then that how we view God the world and ourselves will impact the kind of faith that we exhibit and the kinds of prayer we pray I'm here to tell you this morning it's time for you to be pulled from bare minimum it's time for you to be pulled from average it's time for you to be pulled from normal it's time for you to be pulled from living just like that ah, it's time for you to be prepared to a place where when people hear your name they have to hear it with respect when people call your name they got to put some respect on it where when you step into the room people have to square their shoulders lift their head up because royalty has stepped into the room it's time for you brothers and sisters to ask for more Understand then, don't allow your visual impairment to reduce your vision of God. Because guess what? The ability and competence of God is not predicated on your impairment. Your impairment don't affect who God is. So, we need now to move beyond what we see in the physical 
and dig deep on our inside to get a vision oh God of the supernatural is there anybody in here who knows that we have been living below that which God has designed for us I'm here to tell you where you are is not where God wants for you to be all the days of your life brothers and sisters it's important then that we understand that we can have sight but no vision and we can have vision but no sight what do you want really I want vision because vision comes from within and sight deals with on the outside I want vision because my vision will impact my physical when your physical impacts your vision it's gonna be limited but when your vision impacts that which is physical then it's going to be extraordinary it's gonna be supernatural I'm here to tell you that something supernatural is coming your way something extraordinary is coming your way you better tap on your inside and envision yourself in a better place in a promoted place hallelujah tap on your inside and tell yourself self we're going to a better place tap on yourself and say self we're going for more self we're going higher self we're going deeper self we're going after limitless possibilities self we're going after endless possibilities I'm here to tell you don't allow those around you who lack sight to cripple your vision yes you've got to have a vision and the people around you got to have a vision if they have sight they will try to fight against your vision but the devil is a I'm, I'm ready to go now the devil is a lie I don't need sighters around me I need visionaries I need people who see what I see I need people who are going where I'm going I need people who see God how I I'm tired of people who just see me as that I'm tired of people who just see themselves as that I want people who see themselves as more than that you may not have sight but don't lose vision of him who can give you back your sight. Uh-huh. Don't lose your vision. And so we get to the cloak. And I'm going to take it home. Right here. The cloak. Mashiach. Was given. When you read the historical context of the cloak. It was given by government of that time to blind people to legitimize their begging oh lord i wonder if you get where i'm going so blind bartimius had on the cloak because he had to have it on in order to beg but when jesus came Bartimaeus said, I don't need the cloak because 
what the cloak identifies me as, I'm not going to be there anymore. So I don't need a cloak because I won't be begging anymore. I'm here to tell you, tear those cloaks off. Yes, people know you made a mistake. Tear that off. People know that you messed up. Tear that off. Tear people's perception of you. And so the man said, I'm going to throw this cloak off because there is about to be a divine exchange. I'm going to get beauty for ashes. I'm going to get the oil of joy for mourning. Oh, Lord, have mercy. There is a divine exchange that's coming. My circumstance is about to change. I don't need to be identified as a beggar anymore. I won't need to be legitimized because I met Jesus. And when I meet Jesus, I'm legitimately legitimized to be all that he has destined for me to become. I've got a vision of more. Your cloak is the stereotype. Your cloak is your struggle. Your cloak is your social standing. Your cloak is what people think of you. Are you still willing to walk around with that cloak? It's too heavy. And it can't go where you are going. When David was going up against Goliath, Saul says, I'm going to give you my armor. When David put it on, oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. David realized that it would impair his ability to fight his enemy. So David said, I don't need your cloak, brother Saul, because uh, I'm not going in my own strength. I'm not going in my own ability. I'm going in the name of the Lord. And the name of the Lord is a strong and mighty tower. The righteous runneth therein and are saved. So I'm not gonna go in your cloak. Your cloak is for you. Oh, too many of us, we have been trying to fit into somebody else's cloak. And it robs us of who we are. So he threw away his cloak. I'm here to tell somebody, throw away the cloak that says you're not good enough. Throw away the cloak that says you won't make it much further than here. Throw away the cloak that says you have to be this and not that. Oh Lord, have mercy. Throw it away because you are having an encounter with Jesus. And Jesus is saying, I got much more for you. You are more than enough. You are better than that. You're better than your mistakes. You're better than your past. You're better than what people say you are. You're better than people. 
who tried to bring you down. And so, as I get to my closing, yes, Jesus stood still because blind Bartimaeus got his attention. Jesus is standing still right now because your pearls have gotten his attention. Your persistence in faith has gotten his attention. And he's asking you, what do you want for me to do for you? What you want in Jamaican terms, what you want from me? What will you say to Jesus this morning? Will you say, I need just the regular. I want a blind Bartimaeus in here this morning to say, Jesus, I need more. I've got a vision for more. I'm tired of sitting by the street sides begging. I'm tired of people telling me when I should, how I should, where I should, why I should. Lord, I'm ready for independence. Lord, I'm ready for restoration. Lord, I'm ready for deliverance. Lord, I'm ready for salvation. Lord, I'm ready for higher heights and deeper depths. Lord, deep call it unto deep. I need my sight back. I want restoration. I need my sight back. I want to love again. I need my sight back. I want my family back. I need my sight back. I want my anointing back. I want my praise back. I want my dance back. I want my ministry back. Is there anybody in here who is saying, Lord, I'm tired of the regular. I'm tired of the ordinary. I need the supernatural. I need the extraordinary. The blind man says, I need my sight back. I need Nandabosh. Is there anybody in here who is ready to say, I need my vision back? I got a vision to start a business. I got a vision to go to university. I got a vision to go higher. I got a vision for promotion. I got a vision. I got a vision. The devil is a liar. For too long, you've lived. You've lived on the periphery. For too long, you've our Lord settled for bare minimum. For too long. You're okay with coming to the altar every Sunday and somebody lay hands on you and you feel good that one day and you go back and the next Sunday you come back and the next Sunday you come back and it becomes a part of you. Lord, I don't need any more person to lay hand on me. I need you to touch me because when you touch me I don't need another touch is there anybody in here who is by a well and you 
took a small container and you didn't realize you didn't expect to meet Jesus but Jesus is sitting by the well and he's waiting for you he's saying I got more for you the woman said I just come to draw some water and tomorrow I'm gonna come back again and the next day I'm gonna come back again but Jesus said to the woman you come with a little container you're limiting yourself I want to give you I want to give you that it shall be in you I will just heard the Lord said to tell you that it's your time to be a supplier for too long you've been supplied it's time for you to be a lender for too long you've been a borrower it's time to be the head for too long you've been the tail oh You get back into oppression and suppression. You get back into depravity. No. No. The Lord said, What do you want from me? What you get from me is dependent on what you want from me. Because I'm not going to give you what you don't ask for. Because my principle is ask and it shall be given. So if all you want is a night's meal, then I'll give you that. If you want to live from hand to mouth, where every month you go through the never-ending cycle, of feeling stressed out, feeling confused when the bills come. If that's what you want, then I'll give you that. But there is more. I said there is more. Aren't you just tired of experiencing what people say you are to experience? If you don't know yourself, You'll accept anything. But when you know yourself, 
you'll tell yourself, self, I won't fit into their mold. Somebody, you're here this morning and you're saying, Lord, not again. Not again. I'm tired of experiencing the same old, same old. And he's saying, what do you want from me? Do you want the same thing? Do you want the same serving when there is something else on the menu? Aren't you tired of being served the same thing? Apostolics, Pentecostals, there is more. He said, there is more. There is more. You have been designed and destined for more. Your circumstance doesn't dictate that this is where you are to stay. There's a higher. There's a level up to this level. Are you ready to access that? Can we stand? I'm finished. Blind Bartimaeus said, Lord, I need back my sight. I need back my sight. Because it is in getting back my sight that I'll be able to get up from the street side of begging. It is in getting back my sight that I'll be able to move from where I am. Somebody lift your hands in the presence of the Lord and say, Lord, I need more. I need more. I need more. I'm tired of just conquering. I want to be more than a conqueror. There is a superlative that God wants to add to that which you've always asked for. But he's waiting for you to ask him for more. After blind Bartimaeus received his sight, he followed Jesus. He followed Jesus. When you get that more, don't stop following Jesus. God bless you in Jesus' name.